Kron. Kron. What's up, buddy? You see my passport? No, I'm not in charge of the passports. Oh. Why did you even bring it? We've been in Florida for the whole time. I want to. I want to get the stamp, dude. They don't stamp it. It's just you're just here. You're just still in America. Uh, that's, that's fucking bullshit. You know that? I'm telling you right now, that motherfucker ain't real. Oh shit. Is that the? I think our flight's probably gonna get canceled. That motherfucker ain't real. I want my exit row, bitch. Damn, Bones is pointing at like the fucking the, like Captain D's mascot right now. I would agree that guy's not real. What do you mean I can't carry out. on a machete? Huh? He's he's had too much paradise time, I think. Look at him go though. Like he's in his element. Fucking tase me, bitch. Fuck you up. Anyway, Dan, I thought it would be nice to help out a couple of the Didn't guys. Didn't do shit, motherfucker. Did it. At the hotel. And I don't know if we should be worried, but they gave me like a big square brick of baby powder to take back. I'm supposed to meet up with their cousin. Did they give you a name? Yeah. Of the cousin? Yeah. What's his name or her name? His name is uh, Kingpin Don. Guys, I think I really, I think I fucked up. Yeah, you definitely do. You got TSA is riled the hell up. They're Uh, calling security, dude. Yeah, but did you see me take that tase like a fucking champ? Mm -hmm. You just walked through it, dude. Yeah, that was cool. Um, But yeah, I went up there. I I explained my condition. Right. What was that? This is a night flight. I might change, you know, change. I would like an exit row. I have the the capability to guide people through. Here's the other thing. I think I final destinationed on the way in here. So I'm a little nervous, and that's got me amped. What'd you see? What'd you see? Please tell me I'm done. Please. No. I won't be mad. I won't be mad. I I wish it was cool. I wish it was like that, you know, because like. I kind of, you know, whenever you take off an airplane, I kind of wanted to come back down. Was you I in it? I mean, I know you're well, not supposed to say it. Well, you we wanted to come it. down just enough to get the money and the free miles for the rest of your life. Yes, exactly. Not That's end your life. I, yeah, I mean, right right when it goes up, I just wanted to come back down. Like, yeah. not, not from too high up. Just like four feet. Okay. I mean, it's a it's a 45-minute like, flight. It might work out that way. Okay. But, like, so... I'm up there, and I tell the lady, listen, I think the plane's going to crash, and that fucking causes an alarm. Mm -hmm. Usually you can't say that. Can't say that. Okay, yeah. And so then I can't, uh, quite honestly, who are these fat people protecting? Like, who are they stopping? Right? So they send out these three fat people, and I start trying to, you know, I make a reference to, like, Instagram videos and blah, blah, blah. They hey, all flip out. Hey, man. I was hey. like, what do you think I'm going to do? Blow up the plane? Did you? Didn't like that shit. Did you happen to get in to the brick of baking powder that these guys gave Kron to deliver? That brick of... 
Yeah. It's oh. A, it's a big brick. I had to I had to throw out almost all my clothes. It's oh. the whole suitcase. I thought it's that one. was like pure cane sugar from the island. I fucking they, they threw that in my baby cold powder, brew this morning. Mm. <laughs> what are you saying? No. Well, I'm yeah. saying we crack into this baby powder, dudes. <laughs> woo, woo, woo. Okay. I'm yeah, trying yeah, to get yeah, on yeah, bones yeah, level. Yeah. Okay. At least I know now. Now I know why I was final destinationing. Dude, your jaw is clicking. <laughs> You're getting so much shit done now, dude. Thanks for packing my luggage. Oh, uh, I did want to tell you, though. Because I was causing such a scene and they wanted me to get out of there before I fucked them all up, they said we can go to the uh, first class lounge. Oh, hell yeah, dude. Yeah, I think they, I bet they got a TV in there. Oh, and I bet mojitos. Did anybody throw up because I said mojitos? Mm -mm. My mouth got fucking watery, dude. Baby powder strong, dude. White Shit is uncut. I feel like Mark Wahlberg from Boogie Nights. Cron, does my dick look bigger? No, dude. <laughs> but put it away. Cron, <laughs> do a bump off his boner, man. Yeah, dude. It's not good. Uh, uh, we're, we're still in paradise. <laughs> we're living it up one last time. Because this week on Five Day Rentals, it's the Thunder in Paradise finale. everybody to the five day rentals podcast this is normally the video store podcast where each week we take turns picking a flick that we think meets a fun non-genre specific category but every once in a while and for the very last time we're taking a break from that to cover the irrelevant hard to find and nearly unwatchable tv show Thunder in Paradise, starring Hulk Hogan. I will be one half of your host this evening. My name is Cron Howard. Joined as always by a couple of guys who spent last night snorting a bag of baby powder. It's Bones and Laundry Dan. How you boys doing? It's so hard to say goodbye. I'm Dan so Gordon. happy that 
that we're here. No. Dan, do, is... do a goodbye song. Uh, the long, slow goodbye. That's a Queen song, but it sounded more like Elvis. Oh. And it's been a long, slow goodbye. Oh, what are you doing over there, Josh Homme? Watch out, man. I know karate. You doing my moves, Josh Homme? You already got my hair. Do you want to steal my flair? Guys, I'm 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 sad. But it's <laughs> should be it's happy. a ha- it's a happy sadness. Hey, I, when we started, you knew it would have to come to an end eventually. That's I mean, true. Yeah, that's true. Three years ago, I mean, time flies. Not really. Um, this podcast is like the most follow through with any creative endeavor that uh, you know we've ever started, or like you know, pitched and it's come to fruition and 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 it it's out in the world and and people engage with it. And it's mm-hmm. it's been really cool in the lifespan of this show to to see ideas within the big idea happen. So that is cool. You know, it was cool that we put that out into the universe. Specifically, I did. And you guys felt obliged to um, just go along. And I appreciate it. And he he held us at gunpoint. He's yeah. every episode he does. I yeah, I did send you guys pieces of loved ones. And you will now get the remainder of them back. Good job. Just keep them. The deal's a deal. All I wanted was the toes, baby. Did me a favor. Um what what? It is a little bit of a bummer of a last episode, right? Yeah, I think, I mean, the stronger ending was, you know, uh, Hammerhead's arc. Yes. The brother, Brotherhood arc? Yeah. That was I that was a lot better than tacking on this half a video game, half a movie. Terminator 2? Mm-hmm. Kind of. Kind of that kind of RoboCop. This is like a solo Universal Soldier kind of lawnmower man. Yeah, ten minutes of girls running on the beach. Uh, Hey, don't cut that. That's every episode. I want to (laughs) know. I want to know how many hours of girls running on the beach. It's probably a whole episode. It's probably. Probably an hour and fifteen. I would minutes. say there's an equal amount of footage of babes on beaches as there is hyperspeed. Actual story. Oh, I think hyperspeed might be. Well, hyperspeed is they shot thirty seconds and they just speed it up, right? It's mm-hmm. the best thing we ever did. I also think if you if you could be a fly in the room, uh, looking at the footage on the cutting room floor, it would all be babes on the beach. They did the minimum amount of takes to get this thing together. And you know, some guy was just like, I got to spend a week filming B-roll for this thing. Well, and there's shot to shot continuity inside of those montages. There's three or four cameras at each one of those setups. It's not like it's just one. 
particularly in this one when they're all coming down the slide. Like, they're cutting the shots that I don't think they recreated that. So they had a third unit out there. So good for those guys. Um, the video game. That's an important thing to reference with this. That's um, Philip CDI, I believe. Did you watch any of the... I mean, I saw you linked it. I kind of skipped through. Because I was like, how is this even a game? And there's a part where you got to kind of like shoot the missiles down, I guess. That's yeah. like one part where you interact with it. Yeah. So the 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 three parts that I believe for that I know for sure because I watched the opening of it, which was really weird because it was the mo- it was the highest quality version of the intro that I have seen because it was ripped from a Philips CDI CD-ROM, so it's much better than the rip that we have been enjoying over this box set so that was already shocking like wow fuck then so it opens with zach a character that we'll meet in this episode he rides up on a jet ski walks up on the beach and then you realize that you are watching thunder and paradise be shot so it's like meta so they refer to little Jess as Allison and they say Terry and then they all kind of collect. So they're shooting like a volleyball scene. Then they go into the bar where Chris Lemon is playing the game with Kelly and Trelawney, like on each side of them. The girl who plays Jess, Allison comes up and like scares him and he's like, Allison, you fucked me up. Blah, blah, blah. And then he looks at camp, like Chris Lemon looks at the camera and he's like, Hey, blah, blah, blah. And starts talking to you. Then a menu pops up where you can watch the episode. You can play the game only or you can do interactive mode. So interactive mode is the episode. And then there are three action beats where you play. So you play in the boat shooting the rockets and shit. You play on the rope bridge at like the island compound. Shooting the guards? Is it all shooting based? Yes. And then you play the lab compound at the end. So I forget what, is it like a track shooter where it's moving for you and you're just aiming at the screen? So. Wow. So it's like, you've got like 20 minute cutscenes basically to get to uh, like a five minute missile shooting mini game. Mm -hmm. And there are inserts that are straight from the show of like Brew turning around saying like, on your left. Or RJ saying, you know, hey man, quit. You got to do better. Blah, blah, blah. So I'm bloated, brother. Damn, it's like a, it's like a Metal Gear Solid game. (laughs) Yeah. I just can't believe that they made the investment to do the game, but didn't do a season two. Maybe that's what they could get him back for. You know, they were like, people are hungry for more thunder. He was like, all right, I'll do this fucking, you got Philips CDI sponsorship. I'll, yeah, I'll come back for two. I was thinking this week, you know, we had talked about even if Hogan didn't come back, what could you do 
And I was thinking like, you just write it that there's somebody coming after Jess and RJ makes the decision. I got to take Jess into hiding, right? Blah, blah, blah. And that's the excuse to get those two out of there. And you bring Hammerhead in. And and what kind of show would that be? Like, is Brew now head honcho and he's trying to work with Hammerhead and, and get him straight? You know, maybe maybe bring in like a tough chick. So it's not just even tough chick. The way me saying that is fucking chauvinistic. A tough female lead, maybe. Maybe no. they finally uh, confront Trulani regarding her double life. I was gonna say well, what everybody wants to see is the Trulani runoff. Yeah, and so that was the thing that I was thinking of was that you get Hammerhead getting a lot of. Uh, therapy in a way from Trelawney and for maybe Edward who is like a former soldier or whatever right and you have Bruce or like maybe you do like bigger season arcs where Bruce trying to like solve some stuff you know like I could still see potential in there maybe trying to um, solve while why there is so many fucking missiles surrounding Florida yeah well I mean that's we know why. That's all your boy every, fucked up on day thirteen. Every episode was like a missile was coming. And what about I mean, the that's mi- how my wife lives in this house? I'm like a <laughs> missile is coming, and she's like, "Oh, you got to shit again," and I'm like, "Yes." Yeah, about to deposit a dinosaur. No, Kron. That's not how that works. Yeah, dinosaurs are, are vomit. Yes. Speaking of missiles, what about the CG on the missiles in this episode? The mm-hmm. best we've yeah. ever seen? Looked like the, clip the art. The worst we've ever seen. Yeah. Pretty pretty rough. I expected Clippy to pop up and ask if <laughs> the animation was going okay. Um, two notes. Uh. I looked further into where this was shot. The the Florida Re- Disney Resort seems to still be standing. Look the exact same. Uh, I think we should go down there. I think the fan deserves it that we go it'll, down there. It'll cost us like 300 bucks a piece to get in. We're not going to fucking Florida. Um, and also, I want to know where they shot the Rossiter compound stuff. That's got to be on the park somewhere, right? Yeah, there has to be that like was a real generic. There's got to be like a Japan themed, like, you know, one twelfth of Disney over there yeah. is like Japan Island. I just can't believe that this show didn't continue. It had to be <laughs> fucking cheaper to shoot than Xena or Hercules. They couldn't get Hulk back, man. I mean, that's what it was. They, yeah. He was the draw. <laughs> The ring was calling, dude. The fucking championship belt was you, calling. You could have tried. I don't know if you you've ever tr- felt the power of being the world heavyweight champion, but I'm sure. I, you're right, Dan. I've never pounded a few aspirin, two Miller lights, and went out in front of 10,000 screaming Hulk and Maniacs. I've never had that. I never I've done will. Two of those three things. Yeah. Can't believe I laid down for Yokozuna, brother. Still got the body slam in. 
Wasn't that kind of his thing? He would always pick up a big man. <laughs> like that was, he that did was it like a, four times in his career. That was a huge storyline in 81, Kron. It's impressive as fuck, dude. Just that you could pick up a big man. Can you yeah. pick up a big man? No, I mean, I saw, I, okay. I think it's like WrestleMania 3 slams Andre the Giant, dude. That guy's huge. And it worked because you're still fucking talking about it right now. Mm-hmm. And he's yeah, still you, dealing you with a ripped bicep that never healed. You can't keep going back to that well. I mean, I can't just. It just worked. It's not the only thing he's done. You just said it yourself. Like, he, he did it a lot. It was basically that, and then he became a bad guy for like three years. I just read today, I guess, once this deal goes through, that Vince is no longer majority stakeholder. That happened in 1987, WrestleMania 3. Can we buy stock in... Yeah, we can. WWE is on the stock market. It's a publicly traded company, dude. Didn't he sell it anyway to like the Saudis? I don't know I'm, if that deal I'm went through. I think people got sh- mad about that. Yeah, um, this is something with UFC like combined, right? Yeah, they There's... combined UFC and WWE, but I think he sold it. Okay. But he was still chairman. That was my understanding too. So this article specifically went on that like after tonight, he's no longer a majority stakeholder. So, Wow. In, end of an era, I guess. <laughs> guess tomorrow's SmackDown will be crazy. Yeah, or the article may have been a few days old, and that could have happened on Raw. So, listener, did, we, rec- we record on did, Thursdays. If you have when did Attitude Era end? I mean, that was kind of like the end of Vince being relevant, anyway. No, that, well, that was just Attitude the end of Vince writing himself into it. Austin, right? Yeah, Attitude is like The Rock and Austin and like all those. Kurt Angle. It had to end somewhere like early 2000s, I would guess. I think Attitude ended with Rock. Yeah, because I I think I had stopped watching. Like he left after I had stopped watching. So that would make sense like around that time. Shut up, bitch. <laughs> Quick coughing, Dan. I want to get it in a coffin. Well, boys, oh, buried alive oh, match. Oh, oh, oh. That's my Paul Bear. The end is nigh. Speaking of coffins, we do have an announcement to make. Do it, dude. Before we talk about fucking wrestling all night. Uh... As you may have heard, we made the announcement that spooky season is upon us, and we are uh, we're going to indulge. That's right. We are bringing in our horror expert podcast friends to bring you a spooky category for the spooky season, and we're going to start off with Near Dark from 1987 with the weekly podcast Massacre. Up next is going to be Resurrection from 1999 with our good friends, the Horror Drafts. And then we're going into Spawn with George from the Best Little Horror House in Philly and DK from Nerds Geeks in the Kitchen Sink. 
So check that out, please. A star-studded lineup mm-hmm. for your October. Get the get the chili ready. Get the mm-hmm. pumpkin spice flowing. Yeah, you got to switch your chili maker over from the summer setting to the mm. winter setting. It's just one less cup of, of veggie broth. Get those seed sacks ready to go down uh, those slides at the uh, pumpkin patches. Please send us pictures on the Discord. Mm-hmm. Yeah, send us sack pictures on the Discord. Whoa, Kron, whoa. Whoa. You know there's one guy that will, so be careful. And uh, so thank you, Dan. Thank you for that. So next week, we'll we'll start that spooky season. We we hinted, I think we actually talked about this in the last week's uh, knockoff episode with Chris. And uh, at the end of this episode, we will reveal the next box set. And I'm excited. I hope you guys are excited. I don't even know what it is. Ooh. You forgot? That's it. I'm excited for like three fifths of it. Hmm. <laughs> hmm. Hmm. That's like your opinion, man. I remember what it is. Uh yeah, I'm I'm pretty excited for that one. Should be good. Right. Guys, I think there's no need to further delay the inevitable. It is time to end Thunder in Paradise. Gentlemen, this is episode 21, The Major and the Minor, part one. Oh, by the way, major is an acronym that stands for morphizing acrylonitrite JPS particle organic replica. Did you guys know that? Duh. Yeah, they, they say it about three times. I could barely make out what they were saying i only got it when i clicked on the description of the episode it's purposely complicated right yeah it could just be military like military android joint operation robot yeah (laughs) why is jps in it the hell does that mean (laughs) it's capitalized there are no dots between it and then after that is JPS particle. Particle is a bigger word. There's no P in major. <laughs> Madgepoor. All right, guys, we open on. <laughs> did you did you have that ex- exact exact same outburst at your house? Just you in a room? <laughs> yeah. Me screaming at the top of my lungs in my living room. Uh, my wife and child cowering in fear. Yeah, I might have had to spend a night at a hotel, but you know what? Mm-hmm. It's fucking stupid. Table full of baby powder. All right, guys, we we open with a robo man standing in the street. He's holding a blaster gun. He walks up on what looks like a bank robbery. Shirtless. Mm-hmm. We give yeah. him pants, but no shirt. Yeah. He's got headgear, I guess. <laughs> it's a little cooler. 
Watch out for those beaded curtains. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, this robo-man starts taking out criminals right and left. He's zapping them with a laser gun. He looks over and a cop gives him like a thumbs up. He just blasts that guy right away. Uh, eventually shoots a handful of other bad guys, a few more cops, and then a lady who's just trying to take cover in the street. Guess he's got a real, like, kill them all and let God sort them out mentality about this whole thing. The street looked like the same street that Jessica got kidnapped on. <laughs> it's a rough part of town. Right? Yeah. But I think this lot or whatever is the same generic city street that they've used in the past. Exactly like the heat shootout. <laughs> Very much so. They show this to Marines. <laughs> you select boxers or briefs then you go into a room and you watch the shootout from heat and then you watch this and then you're asked which one's correct and I have to have a word with penny smasher do you watch this part three times like the episode makes you do <laughs> all right uh, eventually this guy walks up on some scientist one male one female Male scientist clicks the only button on a remote that he's holding, which shuts down Roboman. The lady announces a degenerating holographic battlefield. Suddenly, the entire world that this is taking place in disappears. We realize that we're still in Job's virtual mind. <laughs> oh, hell, Cyberchrist. Uh, the scientists are talking. This project's totally fucked up. Roboman keeps killing the good guys and the bad guys. The male scientist is just staring at Roboman. Why are you calling him Roboman? Because I wrote these notes as I was going through it. I didn't know this guy was named Major yet. <laughs> I wasn't going to go back and find and replace Continue on. All right, this this male scientist is just staring at Robo Man. The lady asks, "What are you looking at, Doctor Frang? I think that's his name. It's hard to tell." Uh, this guy says he's looking for the soul. Take him off of scientific projects immediately. <laughs> Fucking alt right Christianity bullshit. Cut over to the scuttlebutt. Kelly's picking out some new bathing suits for Jess. Trulani's there doing her classic routine again. Finally. Why doesn't Kelly say stop? You know, I did think to myself before I went into these last two episodes, I was like, if I don't get to see Trulani, I'm going to be fucking pissed. Mm -hmm. I'm bummed you, we didn't get Edward, but... Yeah, I'd rather have Trulani. Well, for sure, but... You think they had a little like little friction, those two didn't work well together? It's possible. It's possible. <laughs> they had to alternate their episodes. Jess is all amped up because she's going to a private island on a private jet. Uh Jess also starts throwing out some what kind of rudimentary Japanese phrases. 
Kelly adds that the island is owned by, I don't know. Rossiter. Rossiter. I think I have Rossaman written in my notes. <laughs> He's one of the richest people in the world. He built the entire island to look like Japan. I don't know who this guy that works in his office name is. Businessy man. <laughs> Rossaman. Brew walks up and he's like, Spence, we got to talk. They kind of leave, go on a little walk down the beach. He says, Commander Thackeray called. He's not going to be paying Brew and Spence for their last mission. They proceeded with an unauthorized rescue. Brew's like, it's over, dude. Like, we're broke. We can't even afford fuel for Thunder at this point. Well, that French guy they scared off two episodes ago is probably... Jacking up prices. Mm -hmm. That's bullshit. I mean, Spence owns the fucking scuttlebutt, man. He doesn't even need this gig. You see how many people are at the scuttlebutt every fucking episode. And we have never seen a person pay for a drink. So it's probably some kind of token system. That's what I was going to say. You buy the tokens at the Disney gate and. Go drink a fucking five o'clock somewhere. Rest in peace, Jimmy. Uh, with Hulk Hogan. You think the scuttlebutt's still there in Disney somewhere? I didn't how see did, it in the photos. How did Jimmy but, Buffett not show up on this show? Too fucking cool, dude. You got damn right. Uh, let's see. We cut back over to Virtual Space Industries, VSI for short. That's the name of the clinic in Lawnmower Man. <laughs> These two scientists. Can I ask you, do you have a sequels two category coming? Uh, No, I don't. I don't have part twos. Okay. These two scientists. He, he does now. Kron wouldn't like Lawnmower Man 2. No, I tried to watch it one it, day. It loses the essence. Mm-hmm. They didn't really? bring back. They didn't bring back any of the the mm-hmm. people. There's no Brosnan, no uh, Fahey. Fahey. There's a bunch chimpanzee. of It's like a bunch of kids or something. They did the classic like RoboCop three thing. Mm-hmm. They gave Job a jetpack. <laughs> Uh, these two scientists, they're getting ready to shut down the entire program. If they would have called RoboCop 3 Roboman, people would have, like, they would have checked all the expectations at the door, you know? <laughs> he's not a, he's, he lost his fucking, he lost he his got, badge. Yeah, he, he got put on fucking paid leave. He's just Robo Citizen now. Mm-hmm. You know there's a movie called Roboman out there. 100%. I'm just laughing at the fact that. That ground's like, oh, what do I call this guy? Oh, Robo Man. <laughs> when they and, when and they then, say this is major, I switch over in the notes. <laughs> He's panicking while it's like going. He doesn't want to pause. Ah, ah Robo Man. 
guys, these yeah, one hundred percent. Cron is not pausing to take notes during this, right? <laughs> Hell no, dude. Jesus, I think I paused twice during my note taking process for this, and that's the babe montages. <laughs> <laughs> well, those were put into slow mo, so I could computer enhance. Uh, they're going to shut down the program when suddenly a young hooligan approaches them. He says, hey, let me neurolink with the major over here. I'm a boy genius. These scientists decide, what the hell, I guess we'll let this kid take a run at it. Anybody recognize where this kid's from? Step by step. Yep. Day by day. And I know the new moon every way. People we hold the longer we stay. We'll be together. Is that the one where their cousin like lived in a trailer? Yeah, cousin Cody. Yeah. The guy who was in I think he took over the kickboxer franchise after JCVD. Beat the shit out of his wife or something. He's kind of a shithead. Oh. In real life. Like for real? Yeah. Patrick Duffy. Suzanne Summers. Hell yeah. TGI Friday, baby. I get mixed up. Where? I want to say it's not in San Francisco because that was Full House. I want to say it was upper Midwest, like Minnesota or Michigan or something. Because mm. Home Improvement was definitely Michigan, right? Huh? Uh-huh. uh-huh. Do you guys are you guys impressed? I actually called it home improvement and not tool time. I've always called it home improvement. I've never got mixed oh, up okay. with that. Must be nice. Yeah. Well, I only talk about the in show show tool time. So he got all of the Blu rays and edited out everything but tool time and just edited all those together. Mm-hmm. He's kind of cool. You love Al. Yeah. You're kind of the owl of this podcast. I love Heidi, dude. (laughs) Yeah, me too. Was it? Because they had Pam Anderson on there for a while. She was first, I believe. Was she, like, when they replaced her, were they both just called Heidi? I don't believe so. Uh, I don't know. All right, well, we'll get to the bottom of that in box set two. Home improvement. <laughs> Don't Can give we, it away. I think this is. I I think at this point we've got a good relationship with Chris now. Mount Molehill. Let's just throw that. Like each episode, let's just throw something his way, just to uh, give him something. You know. Mm-hmm. I did a uh, clone his list onto our letterbox. So if you want to see that, go check it out. Right on. And yours as well, Bones. Okay. Hot dogs, dead dogs. What about mine? Um, you didn't mean. You haven't made no fucking lists. Yeah, I do. Uh, I have. What? Uh, Nobody wants to see your ranking of Halloween's. Hey, I'm gonna interrupt this fake argument. Uh, somebody did ask me what was the point of hot dogs and dead dogs, and the reason I started hot dogs and dead dogs was uh, we have a personal friend whose wife does not watch movies with dead dogs. And has texted me on multiple occasions trying to follow along with the show. Like, hey, I'm going to watch something. What should I watch? 
And I realized like two or three times I would like recommend something like, hey, watch Nemesis or watch blah, blah, blah. I would get a text that said, do they shoot the fucking dog? So that is there for a reference that if you are trying to decide if you want to watch a movie or not, that is my way of keeping you from having your wife leave you. They could accidentally just rule out a hot dog movie, though. What did I watch with a dead dog in it the other day? Home videos. And it's a really <laughs> funny dead dog. Oh, so, so it's 8mm? Starship Troopers. Hmm. It's a good fucking movie. Is it? Oh, Dan, by the way, I have a list of uh, security guards that should be working while they look at smut. If it's, if I go on there and that list's not on there. It's on there. Well, then I'll clown it. Guys, I found another one the other day. Yeah, I'm going to get on this pod. A movie or a list? I found a movie where a security guard looks at smut. All right. I believe you on that one. All right. Uh, let's see. Oh, they're going to let this kid take a run at the VR. Major gets back to his shit. He starts blasting cops and criminals again. It's the exact same scene we've seen played out before. Uh, this kid, he says, cool. I see the virtual world through Major's eyes. Fucking dipshit. Behind virtual reality eyes. No one knows what it's like to be a robo man. <laughs> to shoot down civilians. Tries Behind this, kid. this blaster. Tries this kid might. He's only able to get Major not to shoot the innocent woman cowering behind a police car. Hey, it's a start. It's progress. Yeah. Yeah, I guess maybe this kid is <laughs> fucking like waves at him. And shit. That's maybe an A kid... plus day in the LAPD. Am I right? Yeah, maybe maybe this kid is a cab. I mean, <laughs> I don't give a shit. Uh, let's see. Warrior. Oh, uh. So it's the exact same footage we've already seen. Then we get this quote. Warriors are indiscriminate killers. That's all there is to it. That's what the male scientist says. Lady scientist chi uh, chimes in. Not so fast. I've got a name of an ex-soldier. He's in hot water for saving the lives of the men he was sent to destroy. Guy replies, how do you convince a maverick like that to submit himself to an experimental mind merge? You guys wondering why Major is has no shirt on? She's the reason why. Oh, you think she programmed him like that? Oh yeah, she's she's checking out that trophy. Why isn't he just out there hanging dong then? That's after everybody leaves, Kron. Show is in syndication. I mean, wouldn't you take that like thing that's connected to your belly and <laughs> Move it a little, little ways down south. What's connected to your belly? 
Let's not talk about how I sleep. Are you talking about his fucking USB umbilical hookup? Yeah. Well, that thing's probably providing air and nutrients, so you don't want to fill up your dick hole and blow it up like a balloon. Now, you may ask them to reverse the flow. Somebody's never put air into their dick hole, obviously. All right, this lady says that's where Zach can help us out. It's his uncle. Zach looks down at a photo. Uncle Spence? Cut over to the beach. Zach's going around taking a bunch of pervert photos of women that he finds attractive. Did this kid talk, or was it ADR? Uh, I I think... There is some ADR on him. I think a big problem is he's got like weird eyes. <laughs> I don't know if you notice, like he kind of looks off at shit. He doesn't really look at people in the face when he speaks to them. His eyes kind of wander up. And I, I think in watching his eyes, his mouth just goes fucking haywire. So. And sneaking it's, some drinks at the sh- scuttlebutt. It's really bad once he's in Thunder and he's kind of riding behind, but in between uh, RJ and Brew. Whenever he's talking to them, he's looking up at the fucking top of the boat. It would drive me fucking wild. Well, the top of the boat's a good, you know, 30 feet above their heads, so. Yeah. <laughs> it's like a yacht in there, yeah. Uh, eventually this kid stumbles across the sexiest lady of them all, Arn Anderson. He starts taking photos of him on the beach. I think that's the big guy, right? That's, I think it's yeah, Arn it's, Anderson from it's wrestling. The, yeah, dude with the goatee, the yeah. fucking arm wrestle guy. I, I don't recall his name, sorry. All right, I'll look up photos of him on the break and let you know. Dan's shaking his head. He's been in other episodes. Yeah. I think it's Arn Anderson. That I think that was like the Arn Anderson. That is not an original member of the fucking Four Horsemen, Karan. What are you talking about? Oh, you're it's right. Fucking it's Jim Neidhart. Yeah, it's Jim the Anvil Neidhart. <laughs> He's related to Brett the Hitman Hart, Noen Hart. Tragically right. died from a fall as well. What? Yes. Did you tell, did you tell us I've this covered already? all this. It was a fucking year ago, dude. He just three years ago. He just fell down the stairs after a long night. Ladder. Was it an owl? Don't bring up the staircase. We'll be here for five hours. All right. They start chasing each other around. Eventually, they run into Spence, who's curling a couple 45-pound plates. Pretty good. If it was me, I'd be curling up Hanging and banging. Zach has a proposition. The scientists, they want to measure Spence's brainwaves. Ten minutes for $10,000. Brew has become active on Letterboxd, or not Letterboxd, Instagram again. Chris Lemon? Five, five Day Reynolds follows him. So. Fuck yeah. There was a photo of him in bed the other day, like, getting like, coffee to his dog. I think his <laughs> wife's been posting. That's fucking adorable as hell. He had, like, no shirt on. All right. She's putting up all these... Is he doing a Roboman cosplay? <laughs> He's doing all these, like, there's foxes in their yard and shit like that. Oh, It's just slice of life, Dan. I mean... 
Never replied to my message, but you know, okay. Would would you? <laughs> He's a busy guy. He's feeding dogs coffee, dude. I mean, no. Uh, let's see. We cut over to Jess. She's trying to eat some gummy bears with chopsticks. Spence does what he always does and explains to Jess that he doesn't want to spend time with her. He's got to go do another mission. He's kind of a shitty dad throughout this entire series. Now, at the end, he says he loves her and shit. Yeah, but he's constantly like, hey, sorry, I got to cancel our plans again. I That's just go. America, Kron. It's not his problem. That's... the problem of society american society i don't know i think he's kind of a bad this, dad this, this girl's gotta f- get over herself like, would you rather have thunder and a bad dad or a good dad and no thunder she's been on thunder like once i don't think she gives a shit <laughs> i think she'd rather have her father i I'm not arguing that she doesn't wouldn't want him around, obviously. But it's not like when he's when he leaves, she's left alone. She still gets to go on cool ass adventures with Trelawney and Kelly. That's fucking cool. Yeah, like, she went a, to a millionaire's island. She's got to understand, like, RJ's not her biological father. He's doing this like out of love and respect, but you still gotta keep a fucking you know? Yeah, but you gotta fucking put the food on the table, Kron. Ain't no rule says I gotta love you. Huh? Just Ain't no rule them. says I gotta like you. You eat my food, food in your belly. I'm doing fences. You know fences? It's a powerful Is that scene. with uh, the equalizer? Yeah, he did the movie. But uh, James Earl Jones, I think, did it originally. Oh, the guy from The Sandlot? Mm-hmm. Stand over here when I'm talking to you. What are you talking about? Some bullshit. I don't like you. You think my boss pays me every week because he likes me? No, because he owe me. It's fucking powerful, dude. Fence is good. Reminds me of my father. Going on. Hey, keep going. I'm going to open up a bottle here I don't want to open. Keep going, please. Uh, oh, All I right. think we should go deeper into that. Nope. All right. Jess is sad again. She's Can I do uh, it, James Earl Jones? Was that good? Why didn't you knock on the door? I just don't remember any of that from Star Wars, to be honest. So, Simba, here's your baseball back. Mm-hmm. Yeah, do some Sandlot stuff. Greatest voice of all time? Morgan Freeman? Mm. Bruce Buffer? <laughs> Good call. Damn it. Spin says, I'm going to go. Gilbert Godfrey? No. <laughs> Bobcat? No. That's okay, so that's that's the spectrum, right? Coolest and then worst. I don't know if it's worst, it's just grading. Grading? Yeah. Okay, so Bobcat Fran. Fran Drescher. French Stewart. <laughs> this is terrible. Well, we his, him on the his, show. his acting voice, his real life voice, oh, yeah, we know yeah, is yeah. fucking thick and southerny and it's like butter. 
Spence says, I'm going to go do this thing. I'll meet you on the island later. Spence slowly walks out to the waterline and twice looks over his shoulder at Jess. <laughs> really love that they included that shot. It's because he loves her. You got to fill time, dude. It's a two-parter. Cut over to Brew and Spence. They're at Virtual World. Uh, Zach explains that we've got these stupid guns. They fire lasers, not real bullets. They can neutralize the enemy without killing them. Uh, Who gives a shit then? Who cares if this guy shoots cops? They're just going to fucking go to bed. It's not a fucking kill shot. You make a good point. Yep. If you Is go this into kid a, getting a hostile paid? area? Just shoot the shit. Out of well, he says he's in graduate school or something, right? Or he's working on his post doctorate. So it's always those kids that are causing the most trouble. I, he's simply a proxy to try to sell the video game, right? Yeah. You know how all the geniuses in your school were wearing fucking Jinko shorts? That's this kid. Those are cool people. I don't know. Did Jinko make shorts? Yeah, they did. I guess yeah, if you're think, tall enough, any pant is a short, right? I think they were like the ankle length kind of. Yeah, they were like the Kevin Smith's. The yeah, they were yeah. like the Kevin Smith kind of. Uh, Zach adds that the only thing that can neutralize the major is these laser guns. They start to hook up spins for the mind meld. Uh, we cut over to some metal-faced guy and his goons, and they can uh, they can see someone that's starting is starting to mind meld with the major. They say, "Let's see, uh, let's hope they do a better job with him than they did with me." Metal Face's plan is to override the coding during this mind meld, making Robo Man their servant. During the mind meld, Spence starts having flashbacks of the entire first season of Thunder in Paradise. We get like every episode. It's everything condensed down to like a couple minutes. Hell, they even throw in a few shots from the episode we're currently watching. Like Jess eating gummy bears with chopsticks. How did you feel about them showing Megan's hand, but not Megan? Fucking insult, dude. No comment. <laughs> but honestly, the hand got me flustered. I mean, <laughs> I knew it as that, soon as I saw it. That was the second pause. <laughs> you know that was Chris Lemon's hand that they filmed at a pickup? <laughs> no, I could tell the difference. All right, the entire system starts to shut down. Uh, they're like, oh shit, the Major's been programmed from an external priority, or some shit like that. Major comes out of the pool, Brew tries to fight him, but nothing's working. Zack runs up, he tries to laser Major, nothing. Major fires back, knocks Zack right down. Major Ma lasers. Yeah, Major laser starts fighting with Spence. That's, uh, a, that's a rapper, I think. I think it's like a hip-hop band. I think it's like a producer kind of thing. I think it's like Diplo and someone else. Danger Mouse? No. I know, that I, Eric, know I know Eric Wareheim did a, did a music video for him. 
Can anybody name a Diplo song? Uh, Palm de Floor by Major Lazer. How does it go? It's just sound. It's just... <laughs> it's like a crazy music video. Eric Wareheim did it. It's just these guys that are like jumping off ladders and landing in women's crotches and humping them. You never seen that? Uh, you need to Discord me this, please. Yeah, I'll, I'll send it to you. It's pretty entertaining. I might like Diplo. All right, Major turns on his invis- invisibility cloak and jumps out of a window. Zach says, hey man, let me scan the network or some shit and figure out who overrode Major's coding. Lady Scientist is like, no, we can't do that. I've got to reboot the system. Zach's like, why the hell are you doing that? We can't afford another power failure, Zach. Man Scientist, he's able to like pull up two pictures from the override. One picture is of Japan Island. The other one is of Jess. They figure out that Major's programming has been overridden with A1A coding. Search and destroy. Beachfront Avenue. That's from Ice Ice Baby. So I continue to, or I continue to A1A, Beachfront Avenue. Girls were hot wearing less than bikinis. Sorry. Keep going. Nope. <laughs> I did a ninja rap and you uh you fucking shat on me for it, so I'm not gonna do ice. How ice did I shat on you for doing a ninja rap? It's the turtle rap. Welcome back to A1A. Beachfront Avenue. Yeah, Mount Molehill gave me shit last week for my Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 2 ranking Good. rating. People just like the stuff that they saw as kids. As soon as I got my Plex working, the first thing I watched was Clue. Like, why not? Movie holds up. Yeah, it's fucking good. I like that French lady. I like the... Is that the maid? Yeah. Oh, dude. (laughs) Oh, dude. Where's her movie if you know what I'm talking about? Her and I should split up, if you know what I mean. We cut over to Japan Island. Uh, Trulani and Kelly, they're they're out having fun. Jess is all bummed out. She won't even open her eyes. She's like... The first time I see it, I want to see it with Spence. A whole bunch of bikini ladies approach. They say, welcome to paradise, and whisk everyone away. Can we, if this is in Florida, I'll go here. Yeah. I, Dude, you could just go to a beach. And <laughs> Have you ever been to the beach? Never been You're to right. a beach with only babes on it. Dude, we went... We went to a couple beaches in San Diego, and I saw so many ass cheeks. Were you having to do like the Zach and like stare kind of up at nothing? Kind of oh, I'd look run with right your up. I'd run right up. <laughs> Wear going, sunglasses. Dude. Nice. Sunglasses are your best friend. Uh, Brew and Spence, they're leaving. Zach says, "Hey, let me go." If we zap the major together with these lasers, we can drain his energy. So many cheeks. Oh, dude. It's cheek city out there. <laughs> and not not just the ladies. <laughs> uh, what were that... you wearing? 
I was fitting in, dude. Okay. <laughs> I feel like it's only fair, right? Sandals it was kind of weird. Thong. It was weird that he stood up for those two weeks after he got back to podcast. <laughs> yeah, my my cheeks were burned, dude. <laughs> I haven't built up the base layer like the <laughs> San Diego locals. <laughs> they were so blistered. Uh, Zach eventually says, if we do all this shit, I can override the coding. Take out the A1A. Also, sometimes when I could, when I put on this Neuralink device, I can see what the major sees. All right. But only at certain plot specific times. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Only when it's needed to move the story along. Oh, what is he doing? What is he doing with his inbuilt? Oh my god! Why did they program a boner? Well, you got to celebrate after the mission's done. What the fuck is pearl diving? You don't want to get backed up. All your ones and zeros will get clogged. Got <laughs> defrag, man. <laughs> All right, Bruce, Vince, and Zach, they all take off together. We cut over to Major. He turns off cloaking. Uh, he's just around a bunch of satellite dishes where he will be for the remainder of the two episodes. I think he's fucking the satellite. He kind of climbs up on one, grabs it, and starts to channel like the satellite that's in space. Over on Thunder, Brew and Spence are trying to connect to Kelly and Trulani, but Major's blocking the signal. But he can't block everything because Thunder kicks into hyperspeed. Wouldn't have it any other way. Back at VSI, the scientists are trying to piece together what happened, but Metal Face arrives. Uh, man scientist is like, who are you? He's like, I thought you'd recognize me. You made me what I am. I'm, I think he says Darius Rampike at your service. It's a good name. Mm-hmm. <laughs> if anybody had a fucking Phantom of the Paradise fucking, or opera fucking half mask and said their name was Darius, I'd be like, no, no, nah, man. It's all about the Ram Pike, baby. I mean, is it Ram Pike or Rain Pike? Ram Pike. I thought it was with an N. I didn't get the M. Oh, I thought it was Ram Pike. Ram Pike. I thought it was Ran Pike. Sorry. I'm, the audio is. I mean, it could be either one. Yeah, there's no telling. You and I have different TV setups. There's no telling. Uh, Ram Pike. He throws the man scientist around. Eventually, laser guns him. Then him and the lady scientist kiss. She's totally into it. She loves it. A double cross. Rampike's a little mad. He's like, why'd you give the Major a new directive? We were supposed to take over. She says, it wasn't me. This guy Spence was here. He fucked up the whole plan. Now Major wants to kill this girl on Japan Island. Rampike, he's okay with this. He's like, we'll use her as bait. And also, would you... Uh, like film us, like you know, doing it. 
You want me to film you and spit? Okay. Just as long as Spence doesn't know. Cut over to a montage of a bunch of bikini ladies dancing around a waterfall. This goes on for a little while. I had to fast forward this. You're fast forwarding the wrong you, parts of these episodes, Were dude. you throbbing too much? No, I just didn't care anymore. Were you at the three and a half hour mark of your boner? Just edging away, bro. Doing a no-nut September. <laughs> what month are we supposed to do no-nuts? Never for me, dude. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Fuck, that's the right answer, Karan. <laughs> 5DR, we're always nutting. Kelly goes up to Jess. She's like, come on in. The water's fine. Uh, Jess again is like, no thanks. I'm going to wait for Spence. Thunder's racing towards the island. Major has fired every single missile in the world at Thunder. These missiles look like clip art. Thunder keeps repeating, total destruction imminent. And guys, that is the end of the Major and the Minor Part 1. Cliffhanger. Were you guys scared? Yeah. Maybe they just kill him. I mean, it's the last last couple episodes. Mm-hmm. Don't say that because Bones didn't finish episode 22 because he didn't want it to end. You guys didn't get a little sad when it ended? Not really, no. Cold-blooded. No. Cold-blooded. Not really. Are we taking a pee break? Yes. Welcome back. It is time for not only the conclusion to the major and the minor, but this is it. This is the last episode of Thunder in Paradise. Boys, it's been fun. But let's get to it. We pick up immediately from where we left off. Multiple missiles are in hot pursuit. Total destruction is imminent. Heavy metal raining down on us, brother. They can't avoid the missiles. They are closing in right on their tail. They deploy Thunder's Pulse Cannons. They buy a little time. Zack finally, after pleading multiple times, convinces them to neural or to allow him to neural link into Thunder Systems. This way, he can uh, shoot faster. I guess. I don't know. I I think, I mean, every Thunder in Paradise episode has this to an extent, but I feel like this episode has the most kind of like strung together, like, you got to let me Neuralink to override the A1A programming <laughs> to shut down the, the you know, VSI missile silo. <laughs> you know, yes. it's just like nonsense shit strung together. But as we know, it's ultimately a excuse to justify the video game. So 
Zach starts off pretty poorly, uh, but eventually he gets the hang of it. Uh, you know, RJ's yelling at him, like, don't use long range missiles when things are this close. And Thunder deploys shields and they start getting hit on certain sides. And Brew is yelling at him, like, shit, we've lost, you know, port side shields. Can't take any more hits over there. Zach's whining and complaining. This was his idea, but he's like, how am I supposed to do them all at once? How am I supposed to watch all four sides? Back and forth. You think the video game set up in a way then to like make you fail the first round of missile defense? It could be. No. No, the game the game you have the option to switch between each side. Bow stern, port, starboard. Yeah, and then but it, it has a think, little radar thing. Do you think at first they like purposefully overload you just to get another cut seat cutscene in? Oh, of, I understand what you're asking. Yeah. yeah. So you get Brew looking over his left shoulder to you at camera. Mm-hmm. Can't take another hit like that, brother. All right. So it, he fights off what he can. I think Brew and, and RJ, they assist a little bit. Ultimately, uh, RJ's like, well, why don't you just fucking use a Q-bomb? And they're like, a Q-bomb? Like, yeah, just use that. And they use a Q-bomb and they destroy everything. So this was never really an issue. Did they I don't know. That time, I don't know maybe. what a Q bomb is, but it seems to work. It, it sounds like it's fucking nuclear, dude. Yeah, <laughs> it'll like wipe out. You guys want a fucking Q bomb? I mean, Robert Kennedy will return, dude. Don't worry. <laughs> oh shit! A Q, <laughs> hot Q drop coming in. My son is a fucking moron. Where we go, he goes, and I go, or some shit like that. I don't know. Isn't that from like a submarine movie or some shit? Where they took their seven one. Yeah, where they no, take their no no little... white squall. One, one yeah, ping white only, squall. please. One ping only, please. No, is Sean. Most Sean, things, is that you? Most things in here don't react too well to bullets. Are you a dude? You're not even American. I'm actually Russian. Whoa, whoa. Actually, no, I don't think he was right. He was like Chechnyan or something. He wasn't like a true Russian. Whatever. <laughs> all right. So Q-Bomb destroys all the missiles. Brew gets a report that a helicopter was stolen. And they know it was fucking Robo-Man. They're pretty sure this helo is heading towards Rossiter's Island. We're on the island. The local ladies are splashing, having a blast, while Jess is just fucking all sad sacky wandering through the woods. We never see Rossiter, so does he just have like twenty women that live on the island together? Yeah. We didn't we didn't need another fucking thirty minutes of this episode where what's her name falls in love with him. Yeah, that's true. What was her name? Kelly. I, yeah, I I think they actually Legs. say like Rossiter's He'll go months without time, or you know, months without seeing anybody. What, he's a fucking you know? great Gatsby. Yeah, he's like Willard White uh, from the Bond movie Diamonds Are Forever. He was like notorious for being a recluse, and that allowed Blofeld to kind of take over. And... Totally. Mm-hmm. Yo, Mister White, <laughs> magnets, bitch. How do they work? Did you see the caption that he put on there? Finally figuring out how magnets work. 
He's like, at least he's in on the joke. I got to respect him for that. When he met with Neil deGrasse Tyson. <laughs> yeah. Violent J will be on the show next week. I think they know that they're a joke. Right? I think they kind of lean into it. I mean, they got to be making money, right? I, I mean. Yeah. I think they have a big enough fan base that they can just keep doing. I mean, they can put on their own festival. Like, I don't think they're ever going to be like, you know, Adele or anything. Jay-Z billionaires. Yeah. But I think they're just able to like fuck around and make a living. So, you know, we were talking about Bobcat Goldthwait uh, a little bit ago before the break. I would recommend people seek this out. Um, Bobcat was a frequent guest of Harmontown, which was is one of my all-time favorite podcasts. Um, and he had Robin Williams on. They were like really close friends. So this is obviously before Robin died. But Bobcat was on the show and told a story about when he played Gathering of the Juggalos. Uh, I don't want to give this story away, but just like, just look up Harmontown, Bobcat, uh, and and it, it should pop Juggalos. up. Maybe in a few weeks. If somebody reminds me in the Discord, I'll I'll post a link to it. But it's one of the most hysterical fucking stories I've ever heard. And Robin Williams being there and just sort of like coloring in is incredible. Anyway, back to Thunder in Paradise. Uh, Brew hacks into Dr. Holden, I think was my question. Maybe Dr. Franklin. You had Dr. Frank? Is that? Yeah, it, it sounded like Frank or Franken or something I, like yeah, that. Yeah, I think maybe me. later I write Franklin, question mark. But anyway, he. Oh, Frankenstein. Mm-hmm. That's it. No, they that's the it. monster, dude. That's not the doctor. <laughs> All right. Uh, I know movies and shit. They hack in, he hacks into the CCTV at the lab, uh, and he sees the whole fucking double cross go down. And then again, uh, what what was the point of this? They show where fucking Metal Face shoots the camera, but Bruce's like, eh, they probably didn't destroy the circuits though. Thunder can fucking beep up, boop. And then they get another feed, so they still see what happened. So Thunder gives a report uh, on Rampite. He's a previous soldier who fucked up his bone structure in some accident. He holds a grudge against the doctor for failing to repair him. So now they know that these guys were involved in fucking up the whole um, mind swap thing that they were doing before. On the island, Jess is uh, walking around on her own, and we see goons. We see Metal Face and his fucking... I did like their uniforms though, like those gray. Yeah, not bad. They were they were they were kind of cool stormtroopy looking, you know. Uh, I almost thought like GI Joe bad guys or something. Yeah, yeah. Um, Look kind of like the uh, what is it? The foot putty? foot <laughs> the, the foot, foot clan foot clan. Yeah, no, they com- had a, they had like masks and shit in the foot clan. Yeah, but- I guess these guys had masks on too. I think the GI Joe, they definitely look like they had the GI Joe ninja feel to them, Carl. That was a good pull. Power Rangers have like a. Those were the putties. Those are the putties. So I mixed two Ninja Turtles and Power Rangers together. Hey, it's okay. Good night, Crash and Burn. All right. So we see the goons arrive on the beach. 
guys, to bring it 360, the premiere episode of Thunder in Paradise, I made a Kubrick Kubrick reference, rather, and was laughed at for how dare I bring up this man's name, uh, saying that there were elements of Kubrick in in a particular shot. Uh, one of the fucking soldiers is named Kubrick. Okay. So somebody had Kubrick on the brain working with Thunder in Paradise and I saw it. Okay. I watched the first 40 minutes of 2001 this week. I know cinema. Scorsese's got nothing on me, baby. I'm a fucking... Did you get to the bone transition to the spaceship? I got to the uh, the little conference where they're talking about the fake pandemic and stuff. And I was so like, fake f- pandemic? Yeah, I've heard enough. So you finally got the opening of Barbie? I, I, I got that. <laughs> I got it. I was telling, I pulled a little kid over to my car and I said, you don't know what the fuck this means, <laughs> don't, do you? Don't do that. <laughs> I was gonna. Did you lean over to your wife and say like oh, they're doing Planet of the Apes? See that? <laughs> Barbie was okay. I thought Barbie was okay. I liked Barbie. I thought it was good. It was okay. It's okay. I haven't seen it. I'm gonna be lame. I still think John Wick Four is my favorite movie of the year. Trying to think of it, what it's, movies I've seen. It's from strange. This year. It's strange for me to admit that in a year that we got a Mission Impossible, but I think I liked a John Wick Four. Just just hit better. My Equalizer is, Three was kind of a letdown. My time is coming. I've been open with Oppenheimer, dude. I'm, I'm edging. What's Killers of the Flower Moon? Four hours and seventeen minutes. It's three hours and twenty eight minutes. You gotta tone it down a little, no, Marty. You don't. Come on, the Irishman man. was what, like three thirty? You're not even gonna notice, guys. You know what? They Trust are me. like when when it when does flowers? My ass is gonna look like Kranz after San 20th. Diego's beach, man. It's gonna be so blistered trying to watch Leo with that bad haircut. I they get got, a I get a Scorsese and a David Fincher in the same month. God damn, life is good. God is great. The guy does do like good. I mean, I thought the Irishman was perfect for like. Thanksgiving when I was with my in-laws because it's like, hey, let's throw on this three and a half hour long movie and not speak to each other. <laughs> this will work. You could just watch did. Equalizer one and two. That's what we do in my family. Like, yeah, but Marty's got that kind of like prestige. Air. You know, it's like old people know him, young people know him. It's just kind of good. Call. He's got like good call. universal appeal. And they're like, oh, oh, he did Goodfellas. Yeah, that was good. He's like the one director that makes it okay for like cocksucker to be thrown around while you're with your family. At Thanksgiving, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. By the way, one hour and 48 minutes into The Exorcist is your mother sucks cocks in hell. Cool. You got that tattooed on you, memento style? <laughs> Thought about it. I ripped it the other day. So, 
All right. Sounds like Dan's made it up to the E's in his (laughs) catalog. I'm into the H's now. I just did heat. All right. So she's uh, got a big old ass. And you're all up in it. Metal Face splits his team up, tells uh, uh, Kubrick to take one squad, blah, blah, blah. They head off into the woods. I mean, Kubrick took like 10 squads. If you. Yeah, for, for the moon landing footage. <laughs> yeah. Shh, crown, nobody knows about that. All right, so Rampike and his team, they start sneaking through the uh, the jungle trails. You guys, hold on, hold on. You guys, do you really think we went to the moon? Yes. Yeah. All right. I was watching For All Mankind the other day. I think we went to the moon. <laughs> she looks cool as hell, dude. What was that one where the dude used all the leftover footage from NASA? I don't know. I was trying to remember that's, that too. That's that pretty one, good. That one's good. That, that one's, one's really fucking good cool. Too. They did that on CNN or something, right? Yeah. 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 That I, one's fucking was good cool. Too. I was trying to think of what the name of that one was. I mean, For All Mankind's really good if you've never seen that. They've got a lot of fucking cool footage in there. Is First Man worth, worth watching? Oh, yeah. It's probably his... Uh, It's probably his best. Over Whiplash? I don't I'm not a fan of Whiplash. Oh, damn. Okay. I don't like Whiplash. I don't like La La Land. What is it about Whiplash you don't like? Is it I don't know. It's just somebody should already turn the guy in. <laughs> Especially in our woke society. Like that would never that wouldn't go down. I mean, this is before me too though. He uh, me too. I he would have got me too, but What's he do? Slap some kids around or something? He does more than that. You haven't seen Whiplash? Mm-mm. I mean, it's good. It's a good movie. But it's just like, enough already. I Like, no person would deal with this. He would have shot him. That's how yeah. I would have I, um... Having had coaches, like, you know... It's a it's a relationship that I really appreciated, and I think it's executed really well. Kron, I will tell you, it's maybe one of my favorite endings of a movie of all time. The final ten minutes of that is perfect. Um, all right. Yeah, I I I really like Whiplash. I would watch First Man. I think you should. Okay. I'd say I was... First Man, Babylon, Whiplash, La La Land. Okay. Babylon is on the watch with the wife list and it's, it's streaming now, but it's like when you made a face, like I shouldn't watch it with, well, you got the first, if she's in, in the first five or you're in, in the first five, then by all means. Okay. It's a very in and out moment. So, (laughs) okay. I think it's a, I think it's a good wife watch. Like, it's got enough of the kind of comedy-ish comedy and also like the 1920s, like, you know, prohibition kind of like stylings about it. Vibe. But okay. You got to see Tobey Maguire. This week on Wife Watch, Mario Lopez takes us through the hottest new releases. Babylon, yes or no? 
All right. Uh, we get a ninja fight, dudes, and what a sad fucking stash of ninjas these are. The uh, Rossiter's Island security, uh, they jump out to, uh, you know, take on Rain Pike's men, and I don't know, there's four or five of them that get knocked out immediately, shot, kicked, and then Rain Pike's, like, right-hand man, he sort of goes hand-to-hand with one of them and fucking... Mops the fucking jungle floor with his ass. Now, Jess sees this, hears the goons talking about her specifically, and takes cover in the woods. We cut over to Trelawney and Kelly. They're doing a Forrest and Bubba sort of chilling back to back. I Trelawney. That would be the note. <laughs> I always thought the best way to take out a ninja was to uh, have a team of people surround them and shoot their guns yeah. directly into the middle. Mm-hmm. Preferably on a golf course. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What was that category? The movie was Ninja Three Domination. Was that a was, was that mental issues? No, that was like possession. Possession. Or, yeah. No uh, invasions. Yeah, invasions. That was okay. it. Oh, so that's when we did Bushwick. Mm-hmm. Great fucking. What the fuck did I do for that? That was my category. You can think about it while I continue. All right, so Trelawney and Kelly, they decide, like, we got to fucking go after this girl that we're constantly babysitting because she won't even eat unless we tell her to. So let's go fucking force her to have fun. Uh, All right, so Brew and crew, they show up at the island, and for some reason uh, they split up. So Brew and RJ go together, and then they send Zach with his fucking Neuralink and a soft gun to go off. Uh, but this is after Zach gives them uh, some wrist communicators. Now, uh, Roboman, he decloaks and starts checking out the honeys as they play and shower. Zach starts picking up some of Major's signals now. Oh, there's like a weird white goo shooting out of the air. <laughs> He's defragging. All right, Um, he's starting to see glimpses of this. Uh, Zach goes off on his own, like we talked about. So he kind of heads up uh, into the fucking jungle Indiana Jones section of the park over like this rope bridge that we're going to be on quite a bit. And then Brew and RJ, they just sort of stay, stay in the woods. Kelly and Trelawney, they find Jess hiding in the jungle. Jess quickly explains that these goons are on the island after her. And they decide that they need to head to the house to try to radio Thunder. Major is climbing around whatever Disney resort that this was shot on. And Brew and RJ, they show up at the Bay Beach, right, as Rain Pike and his guy show up. So Rain Pike tells his dude to go get him some bait. So go grab one of the babes. Rain Pike goes up on this, like, damn thing. Brew and RJ, they split up. RJ makes a joke about, like, why do I always got to take the big ones? So he goes up and starts fighting Rainpike. Brew gets to go be the hero and fight the guy the, that's because he's the bigger one. Yeah, that would make sense. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> so we get a tandem fight here. Brew makes he eventually fucking gets the upper hand on uh, the main goon, and then RJ is able to eventually kick Rainpike off this dam, and then they both sort of take off. You see I Zach. Think- 
I think they overuse it, but there's at least some kind of cool shots of like when Bruce fighting, he'll do these kicks and like a whole fucking spray of water will shoot out because mm-hmm. they're kind of fighting in like the, you know, ankle deep water. I, I really do appreciate how much in like in the camera, in the frame, you will see like Chris Lemon deliver a kick, like block something and counter. It's, it's kind of impressive. He, you can definitely tell like there's chorea- like choreography that he's memorized and he's waiting for it, but it's still fun. And the RJ fight is, is cheesy. It's like a lot of back and forth choking and throwing uh, before he, he kicks him off. All right, so Zach's still on this rope bridge. He's sh- shooting goons. Uh, they still have no idea where Jess is. We see Major stalking in the woods. He's activated his cloak again. Rain Pike and his team, they run past Trelawney and the girls. Uh, at this point, Kelly's like, listen, you two need to stay here. Let me sneak off where I can be faster. Jess doesn't want to split up. The, uh... But before they can split up, Major has spotted them. And at this point, Zach is keyed in with his neural link. He can see it. He can see that Major is staring at the girls. He radios RJ and Brew. Zach starts running towards Jess. Jess sees him, starts running towards him. Zach lines up a shot. Everybody starts freaking out. Like, what are you doing? Don't shoot her. Uh, I do I do love that Jess is like, hey, it's Zach. Like a character we have never seen and they have never discussed mm-hmm. in the in the entirety of the show. But also Zach doesn't say like, just stop, turn around, just lets her run into where he knows uh, Major is waiting. Major decloaks, he grabs Jess. Zach takes a shot, he misses the first few. He finally hits Major, but he doesn't stun him, but he does stun and knock out Jess. Major says, it's time to take you home, and he cloaks. This is right as RJ and Bruce show up. Fucking... Hogan loses it, starts screaming, Jessica. All right, we're back in Thunder. It's heading back to the lab. They theorize that Major is taking Jess away to protect Jess from them. So if you haven't picked it up by this point, in the little fucking mind swap that they were doing, Major has now developed a connection to Jess. He thinks he is Jess's father. So he's not, he's not bad. He's just all fucked up. He's like Eve of Destruction, right? You think Hulk was like, eh, let's see how he does. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I love leaving my daughter at the drop of a hat, so <laughs> maybe this Sla- guy could fill in. Slap a fake mustache and a fucking bandana on him, and maybe I can go to work without having to fucking spend 12 hours explaining why fucking capitalism is the way it is. Hey, I mean, it's... It's way less travel than to England. True. So speaking of travel, through exposition, there they sort of explain that uh, uh, Major and Jess are on that stolen helicopter, and Rain Pike and his team have stolen Roster's private jet. So they are actually going to get to the lab before Thunder can get there. At the lab, we see Rain Pike and the Lady Doctor working out their plan to capture Major. Thunder arrives and the dudes infiltrate. Um, the one goon explains to the audience why they aren't using real guns. One bullet on these pipes and boom, 
this whole place will explode. So quit asking questions, you idiot. That's why they yeah, have to use stun guns. They're working in the same refinery that uh, Seagal was trying to blow up. <laughs> Nobody can shoot a bullet in here. If, if you so. put a Dr. Pepper bottle over the stun gun, <laughs> will it still be effective? It will, but it's silent. So, as opposed to putting the Neuralink on brew, maybe somebody a little bit more capable... They once again just let Zach run amok with his Neuralink headset and a soft gun. RJ and Brew, they come up from uh, some pipes below. We see Zach blasting some empty goons or <laughs> some goons into empty barrels. Uh, I think they're it, empty, dude. These have got no fucking souls there. <laughs> they're just fucking garbage people. just goons, yeah. Yeah. But it's a lot of re uh, rehashed shots in this. There's like one shot of Zach shooting and then running across a catwalk that I think they use three or four times. Um, we see Major just strutting across this catwalk, carrying Jess. It's a very long uh, fucking truck shot. RJ and Brew, they finally find Rain Pike. Brew's able to take him out while RJ goes after Jess. The lady lab doctor, she tries to stun RJ, but he's just fucking too tough, man fucking takes it like a champ like a fucking werewolf in an airport can't be tased isn't the whole concern that like Rainpike is gonna walk into the water holding jess like why does he not know how humans work any better than that Rainpike that, that major's gonna walk into the water oh yeah yeah major's gonna walk into the water because that's he like lives in a fucking hydro pool or something <laughs> Hey, little darling, your love is electrifying my position. It just seems like these scientists, if they're fucking failures, I mean, they can't get him not to shoot police officers. They have not programmed him to understand what humans are. Dude, he's an undergrad. Give him a break. Just like the guy in Puppet Master 4. There are supposed to be two other scientists working on this project. I mean, did they the even, ones in cahoots? With, did they uh, even try the garage door opener to shut him down? I don't know. I don't Where, think so. Where's that thing? All right. So to get to Kron's point, so um, after fucking RJ takes the soft gun like a champ, he fucking straps this lady to the chair. Major walks in. He's carrying Jess. What is this? Uh, strange line. Lady starts yelling at Major to kill RJ by playing into the whole like. You know, she knows that Major thinks that Jess is his daughter. So she's yelling like she's trying or he's trying to kill her, blah, blah, blah. Major starts walking into his rehab pool or whatever. RJ Goldberg's Major from behind starts wrestling him underwater. Thankfully, I guess this fucking ice bath wakes up Jess. So she swims out. Underwater fight. Every time we think RJ gets out, he gets pulled back down by the uh, the major. Major tries to choke him out with his underwater USB umbilical cable thing, but uh, RJ gets the best of him, fights him off. We think he's knocked out, but uh... all right. So uh, Zach finally shows up into the lab. Oh, at this point, Major comes back out of the water, but 
RJ finally has a soft gun and RJ and Zach, they fucking cross their streams and they're able to finally like stun him somewhat. All right. So I guess they stun him to like diagnostics mode or something because he starts looking around and RJ starts fucking using some logic on him. Starts asking him what his priority order is. Major starts losing it. He says, uh, my function is to protect, uh, protect Jess. Uh, he's like, why? She's my daughter. No, I'm her father. Fucking can't compute. He doesn't know what the fuck's going on. Finally, he laments. Major's like, nah, fuck it. I'm going to self-destruct. So he <laughs> just walks back into his pool. John Connor throws the, uh, the arm and the processing chip in after him. Little thumbs up. Zach has a profound statement declaring that in the end, he was more human than fucking even Rainpike was. And this fucking lady lab bitch. That's it. He's done. Cr- they did it. Roboman's done. It's crazy. Just as safe. They basically all watch this man essentially kill himself. And then the, the TV show cuts over to like, when the sun comes up. <laughs> well, there's a, there's a little bit more, yeah. But they, yeah, you're right. They just sort well, of go it, like, well, it's done. Okay. It goes in, like the show has those constant little, it's like when there's five minutes left, they'll cut to, you know, like a Thunder in Paradise title card and it'll, mm-hmm. I assume goes into commercial, but it's yeah. like, like you just watch this guy fucking commit suicide and then. I wonder. Thunder. I wonder why this was rated the cheesiest show of all time. Was it really? Yeah, by Entertainment Weekly, I think. What do they know? (laughs) (laughs) They don't know shit. All right. Brew and RJ, they're finally able to enjoy the island with Jess. RJ's just playing it up. He can't believe it. So beautiful. So glad I got to share it with you. Fucking touching moment between father and daughter. Remember when we watched that man drown himself? <laughs> like right over there? <laughs> Fucking crazy. Um, well, no, I guess this is the island, although I'm sure they shot it fucking 20 feet that way. Do you think uh, it was crazy when Spence was like, wow, look at all this Japanese stuff. It's all made out of bamboo and cloth. <laughs> Knockoff wasn't made yet, Kron, so him saying bamboo and cloth, he was the first. Yeah, you outdated that joke, dude. Sorry. Bruce says Uh-oh. he's going to go find Kelly and Trelawney, and I'm, I'm hoping to finally cash in that side-by-side. For Bruce's sake, mm-hmm. be hot as hell. Uh, the reveal of Bruce Shorts here is incredible because at first he's only shown from like the waist up, and you just assume he's wearing like those fucking hammer pants that he wears. But they show him as they as they walk away, and he's wearing some fucking super tight bike shorts. He's got it flaunted. <laughs> he's walking with Trelawney and Kelly. Trelawney lets the audience know that Rain Pike and the Lady Lab Rat are going to jail, and Brew tells Kelly that Zach is off enjoying himself. And we cut to Zach enjoying a virgin cocktail, getting tackled by some beach babes. And that, my friends, is how 
the television series Thunder in Paradise ends. You gotta go out on Zach. He's the <laughs> heart and soul of this show. Yep. We did it. How do you feel? Relieved? Are I mean, we gonna it, are we gonna give some final thoughts on as a whole the series as a whole? We do whatever we want. We're free now, dude. Has there really been a fucking structure to this as at all? Aside from three different styles of of getting through plot? That's on the main show too, so fair enough. Dan, do you have final thoughts for Thunder in Paradise? I think if you were to put together a best of Thunder in Paradise, well, first off, I say whoever decided to put the three movies together, you picked the wrong fucking episodes. Um, if you were to put together a best of, I think you'd have seven or eight, like really entertaining episodes. That'd be gold. Uh, as I said, it felt like we did this for three years, but I don't think that's any negative on Thunder and Paradise. I think that's our issue. We can turn a an hour and 30 minute movie into four hours. So I think maybe the show cons, the the way the show works TV compared to movies for us might be the issue. Every episode got to shine and uh, maybe more than others. But I like the fact that Five Day Rentals will have this as a reference for the entirety of our show. I'm sure any time a fucking hammerhead shark comes up or a boat, a reference will be made to Thunder in Paradise. Uh, Chris Lemons uh, said that this ruined his career. That's not the same for Five Day Rentals because these are some of our most downloaded episodes ever. So I can't argue with success. Thank you to all the guests that came on uh, and making it a little easier on some episodes. But overall, I had a good time. I think this is a, it's a good series, man. I, I think it's it's totally up our alley. And I was a little worried at first, but I think we figured it out and and did the best we could do. All right, guys. Thunder in Paradise, the TV show. Uh, I don't know. What can you say? I mean, it does at certain points feel like they had, I would honestly say, probably somewhere around five ideas that they continued to recycle for 22 episodes. Uh, it's kind of like constantly going into hyperspeed, constantly, um, you know, kind of getting in the same general we're not going to get paid oh we got another mission let's go do this how are we going to get money like it's, it's just kind of a uh merry-go-round of ideas in this in this thing 
but I think we said it at the very beginning of us covering this. There's something about Hulk, man. Like, it's fun. I think he's having fun. I think it's genuine. Um, It's not a terrible time. Like, I would almost say, kind of having watched this and having on my own just mixed in a few episodes of Baywatch, like, we could have equally picked 22 episodes of Baywatch and just probably had a similar experience. Um, I mean, I think overall that's probably the better execution of, like, beach shenanigans, probably had a little bit higher of a budget. But this worked so well. It was one condensed season, 22 episodes. Um, And I don't know, man, for, like, as much as Dan and I probably complained about this thing, it is a fun watch. Like, any single one of these episodes... None of them are terrible. Like, there's always something that's kind of a goof. There's always something that's entertaining. Um, I would probably agree with Dan that if you condense this down to seven solid episodes, that would be, like, an incredible run. Um, But that's not what what it was. It was 22. um, Still enjoyable. For the first box set, I think we did just fine. Thank you, Dan. Um, guys, again, thank you for going for going to paradise with me. This is one of those things that has stuck with me since I was a child. Um, this wasn't something that I was watching regularly. Like I didn't know when it was coming on. I didn't. I didn't quite fathom TV schedules and particularly like syndicated TV shit like that. Um, like right now I'm reminded of like how my mom used to have to say like, Oh, you know, that power Rangers specials coming on. Like she would sort of remind me, like, Oh, okay. And then I'd start to get into like TV guide and do all that. And I feel like this is in a, a time before that. And I would, would have flashes of this thing and almost like it, didn't exist and it shouldn't exist, but I'm glad that it does. And every time the opening credits would start or even worse when the fucking end credits and that music would kick in, it was such a nostalgia bomb for me. And I think the thing that I appreciate the most is I think we're sort of out of it. I think streamers have a big, big problem. Uh, we just came out of like an era of prestige TV and everything was heavy, right? And there, we got to get more cheese in our life. I think there's something about just putting something on that's 40 minutes that you can just sort of zone out and there's something every episode, right? Like even if the, the premise is a rehash of something that they did and you know that there's going to be 20 minutes of montage and or an episode that's literally just a retelling or expansion of the original movie because they're trying to get to 22 episodes. It There's something in there. I mean, what other show is going to give you Monster Trucks and the Queen of England? Right? Fucking Eric Andre, Tom Green, some random shit like that. Um, 
there's a, a sincerity to this that I think we've lost now. So uh, I will probably revisit this. If I ever have children, I will show this to them. Um, this, this was a lot of fun and it means a lot to me and it, and it shouldn't, it's stupid. It's bad. But again, like I've said before, it's a perfect show. No notes. I think this sits up there with like, you know, the Batman sixties TV series in terms of just lean into the cheese and have fun. So, and, and on this subject, I believe, so we put out to, uh, some of our people in discord, Anybody had any final thoughts? I believe we do have a statement from somebody if one of you guys would like to read that and then I will queue up an audio question that we received. I got it in front of me, Cron. Um, <clears throat> this is coming from DK. He was a guest on, I believe, two of these. You can go back and listen. Uh, he said, I'm so glad you guys did this. It was a show that I loved as a kid that doesn't get represented anywhere ever. And while it might not be the best thing you've ever watched, it's been a sincerely fun experience to listen along and in, and even be on a couple. Very cool of you guys to go along with it and see it through to the end. And to the guests that came on to make the miniseries so great. These are episodes that I can ha- that I can and have already re-listened to and I think will continue to do so for a really long time. Thanks. Thank you, DK. Thank you, buddy. Genuinely one of the nicest things anyone has ever said about our show. So Uh, he was talking about Thunder in Paradise, not Five Day Rentals. Yeah, but just the fact that it's like (laughs) re-listenable. High praise. High Mm -hmm. praise. Uh, he, He made our fantastic Thunder in Paradise theme. Uh, absolutely incredible. Uh, it gets stuck in my head for the four days after I I edit these once a month. Um, you guys ready for this question? Yeah, let's let's let's, let's hear that one. Etouffee, gentlemen. This is Chris from the Mountain Mole Hill podcast, and while I'm sad that Thunder in Paradise is coming to an end, I look forward to seeing what the next box set has in store for the 5D Army. That being said, I did have one question for you guys. You meet the perfect person. Romantically, this person is ideal. You find them physically attractive, intellectually stimulating, consistently funny, and deeply compassionate. However, they have one quirk. This individual is obsessed with Hulk Hogan's nautical action-adventure TV series, Thunder in Paradise. Beyond watching it on DVD at least once a month, they pepper casual conversations with Thunder in Paradise references, use Thunder in Paradise analogies to explain everyday events, and occasionally like to talk intensely about the show's deeper philosophy. Would this be enough to stop you from marrying this individual? Who wants to field that question first? I will tell you this, guys. Uh, my wife did file for divorce this week. So, uh, nice. for reference. Yeah, you are the person described in that question. So Yeah. 
I think it goes back to what I was saying about cheese. Like you need you need some cheese in your life. So if I were to meet somebody, whether it was Thunder in Paradise or you know, there's there's countless dudes out there that their their wife fucking read Fifty Shades of Grey, right? I guess the annoying part would be the continual reference to it, right? That's the whipping. Speak for yourself. <laughs> Am I in this? Uh, the sun wasn't the only reason my ass was blistered. <laughs> <laughs> have I already covered the? Do I have the Five Day Reynolds podcast? And I covered this series. Let's 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 play both scenarios. Okay. So maybe take yourself out of it. You know, maybe you could replace it with something else that you're not familiar with. But then also, let's say we covered this. You are newly on the market, and you meet a girl in a bar, and she's the one who brings up Thunder in Paradise. Are you concerned? So or A five DR B five DR. Um, I think if after. We've covered this. Yeah, I mean, if she's a gorgeous-looking lady, I I don't have any problems talking about Thunder in Paradise that much. It depends on how constant it is. Is it constant, or is it just... I, th- I don't know. I think that's the key to the question. Like, if I meet the chick at the bar, and she brings up Thunder in Paradise... I'd be like, hey, I like watching dumb shit too. And we could have a good time talking about it, hanging out, whatever. Mm-hmm. But if you're a year out and that's the only thing she's talking about, it's like, can we fucking watch anything else for Christ's sake? Like, I think it's the constant referencing that would be the worst part about it. Yeah. Is this Chris's way of telling us to quit referencing our own shit? Within the podcast, like, yeah, but we're, we reference we're the new hot things babe. all the time. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. That's fair. I th- I agree with both of you that that that's ultimately it. It's the consistency of it, right? I'm lucky in that there's some separation with my wife in terms of the the media that we consume. Like she's she's a much more uh, worldly person she reads six books for every one I read but I watch 10 movies for every one she watches right and the the Venn diagram of TV shows that we like it's a very very thin middle Um, I don't know I have been with people in the past that consumed the same media that I have and I can tell you that from experience that does get a little boring um, because then it becomes sort of like a reference off at times. And I think in any relationship, you require some ownership of your own individual shit. And if it meshes too much, you sort of fucking, those are those fucking couples that can't go anywhere without fucking dragging their fucking people along. Yeah. Or, even when you do get them out for like once every six months, they're on their fucking phone the whole time. And every fucking story is about their spouse. Or you do a podcast and their fucking girlfriend has to join in with you. 
I think it's good to kind of have like some opposite interests because then when you do find the middle of the two Venn diagrams, it makes it more meaningful, you know? Mm-hmm. It's like, damn, yeah, that, that I mean, landed for both of us. Like, that's cool, you know? The Venn diagram here would be either wrestling or suburban commando. I mean. Okay. What are some takeaways? Let's say, let's say, Dan, to go back to your sort of which scenario, let's say we are familiar with, we are ourselves, right? We meet a, a, a girl and we love everything about her, but she's obsessed with Thunder and Paradise. Does that raise any red flags? Like, do you think, oh, she's like too dumb to watch fucking Kurosawa movies? Um, is she into chicks playing volleyball? Because I'm into that. Is she into Hogan and I'll never fucking mount up? She's like, let's watch the that one tape again. Oh, Thunder in Paradise episode 23? Yeah. Has Garrett found that for us yet? I don't know <laughs> if he's known he's been assigned that. Um... I think that would get old after a while, yeah. Have you have you ever had that experience with somebody like where they were into something and that was a red flag? Like, ooh, shit. I, I don't know. It's kind of... Is it kind of like when you first start a relationship with somebody, you guys both share interest and you're like, yeah, I'm into that. And then like later down the line, you're like, yeah, I'm not into that. Because you'd be I, like, I love Thunder in Paradise, yeah. And then it's like... Uh, I don't I don't know if there's anything that's like a dead set, like this is a problem, unless it's like, do you like snuff? It's like, all right, we gotta, like, we're not gonna... This is the end of that. How but, did you, uh, okay, how did you get to snuff from... I'm just, I was just trying to think of like... What is that on your mind? What, what would immediately be like... Do you want to tell us something, dude? We're not going to continue this any that's, further. That's fair. I. But if it's just like a dumb, you know, I don't know, like reality TV, like I genuinely hate that, but it's fine if the person you like likes that. I mean, it's the same thing as watching Thunder in Paradise, you know? It's like, I'm going to watch something dumb and blow off steam and not have to focus too much. What if it was like, all right, our wedding is going to be Thunder in Paradise themed? Oh, is that like when yeah, you no. dress like Megan from? <laughs> She's like, you need to hit the gym more. Your pythons are not, they're garden snakes. Yeah, they're 16 yeah, well, inch, not 26. Well, you have no tan, so. You can get the keep, tan anytime. The sword keep, cuts both ways. <laughs> keep bleaching that hair. Yeah, does she want like an RJ in the sheets and a brew in the streets or vice versa? Well, hopefully she doesn't want me to have sex with a boat. <laughs> That's a strange woman all around, I think. I do think there is some 
there's some emotional relationship maturity that happens when you get to a certain point. So Dan, to your point, like, oh, we both like these things. That's cool. We both like hiking. That's cool, right? Like you, you try to identify those things that sort of are good bridges. But it's also important to know that there are things that they're interested in that you don't give a shit about, but you are able to stay engaged or ask about them or allow them to share them with you, you know? Yeah, it's like, uh, I like movies and she's like, oh, you like going to movies? I'm like, yeah, I love going to movies. And eventually she was like, yeah, these movies are insane. I'm not, I'm not going to watch that anymore. I'm like, okay, I'll go by myself. I don't care. But you learned to then say like, all right, every third movie is going to be an, an oh, us that's... movie, right? Like it's going to be whatever dumb comedy is out or whatever. I mean, you've seen my letterbox diary. <laughs> Right, right. You know when I'm watching a movie with the lady. <laughs> but in no way are you selling out or is it you have no responsibility, I think. I think the problem is when dudes are like I'm not fucking watching Will Ferrell bullshit like we're going to see I'm watching Ant-Man. Harmony Corinne or whatever the fuck is like Mumblecore name is, you know, like, like get over your fucking self. So, if you're a hoity-toity dude and you find a sweet rocking chick who's into Thunder in Paradise, hey man, you could do a hell of a lot worse. I think there comes a point too in any, like, well, I guess at least for movies, like, I mean, I think we have all reached a point of just, like, I will watch any, like, I'll literally watch any movie. I mean, there's no, like, I'm too good to be watching this film. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's just kind of, if you want to watch it, then <laughs> have you seen what we go. covered on this podcast? Yeah. I mean, we watch like shit on here almost weekly. I mean, it's, it's odd when we have a movie that the three of us are like, Hey, this was good, you know? So I don't, to me, it's like if my wife wanted to watch something, even if I was not interested in it, if she was interested in it, that would be enough to be like, all right, yeah, cool. Let's see what it's about, you know? Have you ever been bummed when showing your spouse something and they didn't care for it? Or Yeah, that's There Will Be Blood. Like, she... Like, it blows her mind that she thinks that I think that's like one of the greatest things ever put on film. She's I I don't, I don't get it. It's boring. How many times have you tried to explain it or go on? I mean, it was on the other day. I put it on cause I haven't recorded off a of TCM, but and she's like, yeah, I just don't know. I don't. I don't try to explain it to her. Like there's certain movies that she gives me shit about. Like I'll never live down. I'll never live down sideways. I'll I'll never live down a tree of life. And I said that's that moment of like, 
oh, you like this weird shit. Like, not like it, but I'm going to, I'm interested enough to watch, to be like, oh, I want to check that out. And she's like, yeah, this isn't my shit. It's like, all right, solo ticket. Penny Smasher, what are you doing? Let's go. Kron? I don't know. I mean, I feel like it, by this point, we know enough of what each other likes. I, I know that I convinced her two or three years ago to like watch the thing. But going into that, I was like, you're not going to like this movie. But I like it. So she was like, all right, let's, you know, it, it's around Halloween. Let's just get through this thing. Uh, but I mean, it doesn't make me mad because I know that she just doesn't respond to that the same way, you know? Yeah. Maybe are mad. There winners, though. Are there what? Are there winners? Like you go to watch something and she's like, oh, that's actually, that was actually really good, you know? Yeah. I mean, she watched like when I was going through all the Mission Impossibles, I think she watched every single one of those with me. And that was like a, she was like, yeah, these are good. Like it's just kind of, you know, entertainment for the sake of entertainment. And it's kind of like, yeah, that's what I like about this series too. So, but yeah, it's like, that's kind of what I was saying. When you find some overlap of like, we both like this thing, then that's more fun. I think Showgirls too is another one that's like, she recognizes that as like, this movie is fucking stupid. And I'm like, yeah, like this movie's dumb as hell. I was like unhinged. She watched that with me and she's like, that was actually like really good. And I'm like, yeah. I think more often than not, it's the stuff that we watch for the first time together. Those are the things that we'll be like, oh, damn. Like, I like that. Unhinged. She really liked um, Amsterdam. Sam loved. But, you know, I tried to show her I Heart Huckabee's. Or in Bruges when we first started dating, like, you know, these are the movies that fucking define me. And she just had zero interest, you know. I think the first movie I showed Sam after, like, getting to know her and she can appreciate, like, dour stuff. Like, all the books she reads are, you know, memoirs of, like, a woman who escaped fucking slavery and, you know, immigrated and married, like, a wife beater. And, like, she just loves, like, depressing-ass stuff. So I was like, I think children of men. And she was like, that was too much. I was like, well, fuck. Okay. And so I tried to course correct. And I think I rented seven psychopaths when that came out. And she was like, I have no fucking idea. So I kind of gave up. But, and then, you know, once a year we'll get like an RRR where we're both just like sucked in and this is great. This is fun. And that fills the tank enough for the next year. Our wow. lives are all very lovely, ladies. Is that the longest we dropped the facade and got real? Yeah, I think so. I'm real our all wives the time. Thinks we're, our wives thinks we're psychopaths. I tell anybody I love showgirls. <laughs> <laughs> Leave it to Chris to... Uh, Open you know. that up. Yeah. Made a fucking molehill, a mountain out of that molehill. Mm-hmm. Uh, we got two options here. We can break, we can take a pee, or we give the people what they're anticipating and we reveal what the next box set is. Cause I think we're going to continue, man. The box set's fun. People are reacting to it. 
and I'm really excited to to reveal it. What do you guys want to do? You want to break? I'm good to go. Let's knock it out. Let's knock it out. We can let's we can let's knock it. it out, and then we'll clean. We'll clean, and we're gonna get one last final, just clean cut version of DK's incredible Thunder and Paradise theme. So. Uh, which one of you two want to announce the next box set? All right, guys. The next box set that we will be covering on the Five Day Rentals podcast. It's not a TV show. We already mined that well. We saw what was available. We said, hey, let's go a different direction. Let's do a film series from Ooh. beginning to end. And guys, the one we picked is kind of under the radar, I think. I mean, I think the first one is somewhat successful in like a cult films kind of way. But I think this series as a whole is like, doesn't get up there with the, the top dogs. And we're going to see what it's all about. I've personally seen, I think, one through three. Not sure where you guys are. But we will be covering... The Phantasm series, uh, shepherded, think at least parts one through four by Don Coscarelli, uh, great kind of underground director. Also did Bubba Hotep, if you've ever seen that. But uh, yeah, Phantasm it is. Fantastic. Guys, how... I think I know Dan's seen at least part one. Have you gone further than that? Uh I know I've I've seen part one. I have part one. Um I might have seen two as a kid and just maybe don't remember, but it's been long enough to where it's like a fresh watch for me. And yeah, the other ones, no. Haven't seen them. So yeah, I'm excited to uh to go through that i think it'd be fun bones first time all the way through yes i have only seen the first one so i think i watched it last year around halloween but because i think they threw the remaster on shutter um our good friend dk who might have had some influence on uh this selection this is a massive film series for him and uh, under his advisement, I was like, you know what? Let me let me check this out and watch the first one and had a blast. So this was a an excuse for old physical media lover Bones to uh to buy the Blu-ray. He showed it to us. It's real. I got it. It's physically in his hand. And Al- uh, alphabetically, it'll line up next to Batman Begins. <laughs> Pulp Fiction. Do you own Pulp Fiction, Bones? I do. Okay. That's pretty close. I mean... Throw a Pulp Fiction up in the category of showed my wife and she asked me to turn it off. <laughs> At what part? How far That's did she was, get? That was my question. <laughs> we got to the gimp. Mm-hmm. That'll do it's it. It's almost mm-hmm. done. That's what I told her. 
Phantasm. I I did not realize how expansive isn't the like how long the series took. Like that it's seventy nine and I think the last one's like two thousand six or something. Yeah. So that's um, right. I, I I'm I'm very excited for this. Uh we may or may not have a uh brand spanking new theme. That's pretty kick ass. What about a guest for that? Uh, um, we'll, we'll, we'll see. We'll see. We'll All see. Right. Where I think we're going to give them free reign to make their selection. I guess the question on this: Are, are we going to do the typical five dr sort of plot run through? We going to do more of a you know generic thought style breakdown? I'd be interested to see what you guys want to do. What what people would want to hear. Um, you know, it's not like this series isn't available for people to check out. So it's not as, you know, it's not Thunder in Paradise where we're, we had to basically encourage pirating. So. Yeah, I think I think on this one, like, one, three, four, and five are all relatively easy to find. And two has some weird rights issue that makes it, like, much more difficult to track. I mean, I think you can, like, oh, really? rent it, you know. Okay. It's not like it's... But I feel like any streaming service, when they get Phantasm, it's always missing part two. Okay. Yeah, I think they're on Tubi, but yeah, two might not be on there. I think like Tubi and Shudder both have these. And then, yeah, you might, like, if you want to follow along, you might have to rent two on your side. But all the other ones are, like, out there for free, so... Yeah, I think it should be fun, man. Kind of. Well, hell, I don't even know when we're going to start that, so I won't say that. Start what? I was going to say it kind of rolls in with the spooky season theme, but uh, like I said, I don't know when we're going to start Phantasm. Uh, the first episode of Phantasm should be November 1st, so it'll. We'll... Is that after your next category? No, no. We'll, we're going to. I think we. We go three episodes of Spooky Season, Phantasm 1. All right. And then Bones' long-awaited high-concept category. Season 2 premiere. Finally. Yeah. Good thing I already got that pick out of the way. There you have it. Thunder in Paradise, Phantasm announced. Some wonderful praise from from a great friend and a thought-provoking question from a new friend. I think it's time, the last time, that I get to say, splash and burn. Splash and burn. Put thunder in paradise into hyperdrive, gentlemen. Splash and burn.